appreciate you. Good morning, church. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day weekend, I guess. Good to see you. Uh, I always feel like there's like a special bonus in heaven for those who show up on holiday weekends. So you guys got something coming to you. Uh, bring it up when you get there. A um, couple things just to be aware of. Next Sunday, we're going to have sort of a kickoff Sunday here. So the next two weeks, we'll kind of regroup on uh, the church as a community and some vision for the next season. Uh, after church next Sunday, we're going to go to a park down the road, Hobart Park. We have a taco truck and uh, we'll play some games. I think we'll do some wiffle ball. We'll take on our kids who've been practicing diligently at wiffle ball for months now. So we're going to mix it up and play some games. And uh, yeah, all, all, all welcome to that. I'd love to see you after service next Sunday. Uh, and then we're going to reboot our kids programming. So no kids programming today. That'll be coming next Sunday and moving forward. Also opportunity for you guys to be engaged with our kids. We'll need some volunteers and, and uh, things like that. So good stuff. Get the app if you don't have it. That's going to be a way to check in your kids, volunteer for your kids. That's a, a good option for all kinds of activities here. Keeping up on news, calendar, all those things. Get the app and uh, yeah, use it. So uh, a couple of Sundays ago, I have, or we have, my family has, uh, the worship team over for, for dinner. So our music and people who, who help put on Sunday mornings. And they're coming over and, and kids and families are welcome. And so there's some kids playing in the backyard as they get there. And, and of course, kids want to as they come to our house. Uh, they want to want to see the bunnies. They want to play with our bunnies who are who are free range. We have these free ranging bunnies. I'm just like, yeah, be slow and uh, and gentle, and they'll usually let you pet them. Like they're that they're that pretty good like that. The kids come out. If you're if you're cautious, you can get close and usually get at least a little swipe on them. A uh, short while later, I'm uh, in the kitchen. We're kind of getting things going, and and someone comes in and says, "Oh, one of your bunnies isn't moving," and I'm like, "Oh, that's that is not good because the bunnies are moving creatures." And so I go out, and uh, there's all these people here by by now, and I go under just some bushes, short, like just just under some bushes, and there's my bunny. Uh, Big Bill, also my best friend at the time, was dead, and uh, and he's just he's just gone. He's laying there and he's stiff, and it's like this sad thing. And I turn around, and it's just like you know, our whole team is there too, like just watching. And it's like, well, thank you guys for all coming today because, but it was just really like this sort of sad little moment, and I couldn't really do anything with it then. Like it's there now. It's just not time for that. I, you know, I have stuff on the on the stove. We have a, a meeting. We have some things to talk about. There's just too much stuff happening. Can't stop now right can't stop now can't deal with it now but it's sort of like all right but but when right there's the whole aspect of losing a pet and there's the process and the kids are crying at least some of the kids are crying and i'd be crying later and there's like whatever and that's a deal with the remains there's all this stuff right and that's sometimes just a reality for, for for most of us most of the time there's there's stuff happening but you find yourself deferring Right? You want like deferring life. Like you know there, there's something you have to do, an important thing. Now, this is not just like uh, doing chores at the house, but you're deferring stuff. They're pushing stuff down the road. Right? There's, I have so much stuff to do with this. And maybe this is a conversation. Someone's like, I need to have that conversation, but let me just punt that down the road. Let me defer that conversation. Right? Maybe this is uh, time with someone you don't need to, need to spend time with. Maybe this is someone you've been distant from uh, or someone you're close to and haven't spent time with. This is a family member. So I need to spend time with that. Somebody. You keep deferring. I don't have time now. You just kind of keep deferring it and pushing it down the road. Right? Maybe this is even volunteering. I, you know, I know I need to start volunteering or it's giving. I, I'll push that down. I'll do it another time. Uh, it's spending time and seeking God on a decision. Now, I know I should be praying about this, but I, I don't have time now. I'll get to it later. And most of us, have some kind of running list like that. Like you just, I gotta, I know I gotta get to that. I gotta get, now again, this is not your grocery list. Those are important things that we have to, that we can get behind on. This is a little more substance to this as it relates to our spiritual selves. We kind of push this stuff down the road. Most of us have a list like that. If you don't, like you probably aren't trying hard enough. 
right? You should have something going on that you're thinking about. But in light of that, in light of the speed of life, because life seems like it moves quickly at us or we're going through it, however you look at time, I want to talk about something, remind us of something that God has asked us to do as our creator, something he's, he's, he's really mandated us to do as our creator, and that is just to stop. That's just to stop, or as known in ancient Israel throughout our, through our text as, as Sabbath, or Shabbat, Shabbos, just to stop. Right? Labor Day, uh, it's a break to celebrate the social and economic achievements of our workers, right? the contributions we've made to sort of the American way of life. It's a time to stop and, and, and celebrate that. God calls and asks and demands each of us to take moments to, to stop. And so I'm going to talk, talk a little bit about that idea today, this, this sort of a sermon on rest, because we need it. We need rest. So you're like, oh, I definitely need rest. Some of you are like, man, I really need rest today. We need rest. Right? But we live in an age uh, of the glorification of busy. Right? We're busy is like the ultimate way of life. There's two things we are as Americans. We're good and we're busy. How's it going? Good. How you been? Busy. Anyone, anyone, anyone had that conversation before? Like that's our, that's our life. And then if we get real honest, like, well, I'm tired. And that's kind of it. And like being slammed is this status symbol. I'm slammed right now. Like, oh, wow, awesome. You're amazing. But, but think about the beginning, like in the beginning, in the beginning. Like Genesis 1, right? We see this wonderful painting, this picture of the goodness of God creating, giving, inventing, thinking, bringing things to life and bringing light to the darkness. Right? It's this world that we get to live in. See, I want this. This is your place now. It's amazing. It's good. It's beautiful. Right? By Genesis 3, evil enters the world. And by Genesis 4, there's murder, like one brother to another. And go on, right? It, it just kind of goes on. There's evil and there's destruction. There's oppression. There's manipulation. There's false information. All these things that none of us can relate to now. But there's also still the wonderful goodness of God. The wonderful goodness of God. Right? And, and now years later, we look at this text today. This is years later, after the creation. And this is just after the, the, the enslavement in Egypt, if you, if you follow the Old Testament narrative. And the tribe of Israel, who's who we follow through the text, is wandering in, in the desert. Right? They, they've had some miracles happen, but they're disgruntled. And, and, and Moses is leading them. He's trying to get some direction from God. Like, what do I do with these people? Like, we're just wandering around out here. I don't know if we're going to make it. Like, what, what, should we, what should we be doing? And it goes like this in Exodus 31. We'll read, a, we'll read a couple paragraphs. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is verse 12 of Exodus 31, Say to the Israelites, so Moses is having this encounter with God on this mountain, so you must observe my Sabbath. This will be a sign between me and you for generations to come, so you may know I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath. Now, they would know this as, as a holy day, a day of rest. They have context here. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates, and listen, this is crazy, anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do not work on that day must be, those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days work is to be done, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day is put to death. It says it again. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in, the six, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, which is a Genesis story, and on the seventh day he rested, God rested and was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him two tablets of the covenant law, and the tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God. So in the desert, they're, they're kind of on the run. There, there's a lot of confusion happening. And, and God goes spends his time with Moses, and he gives him a lot of instructions on working. 
a lot of instructions on stuff to do. In fact, in fact, right before this Sabbath, he's talking about the tabernacle. Hey, you guys are going to have to kind of build this, this traveling temple for me to come into while I visit you. We need a tabernacle, right? This, 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 this big tent, like, revival space for me so you guys can encounter me. Like, that's the previous couple chapters. And this is, this is how to build it. This is the altars that it needs to have. This is the courtyard. This is the garments the priest, priest should wear. This is the oils that the lamp should use. All this stuff to do. It's a big pro- big project, big task. This is a big big project that work. You go to work, oh my gosh, that's a big project. This is a big project. But then he says, do not skip the day of rest. Do not skip that day of rest. But Lord, we, we have so much work to do. Look at all this stuff you just said. Right? We're lost in the desert. Shouldn't we just keep moving? No. I want you to stop. I want you to stop. Plus, if you don't, you be put to death, right? So he kind of throws that in there. But it's that serious. Right now, skip ahead. Spoiler alert: We don't live under this covenant law any longer, right? So if you if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doomed. Don't worry about it. You're okay. There's grace. But this was in, this was the beginning of, of the God's people's story. This is how important it was to God. Like, yes, we have places to go. You have stuff to do, but don't forget to Sabbath. Don't forget to Sabbath. And what if God knows that people will burn out if they work too much? What if he knows that? What if he knows that without a break, without a pause, without a disconnect, you will burn out? Exodus, a a few chapters earlier in 23, this goes back to the Sabbath as well. It's talking about the creation story. This is fascinating. Six days to do your work, but on the seventh day, do not work, so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and so that the servant in your household, the foreigner living among you may be refreshed. It's the same word, refreshed. And the, re- and the refreshed here in the Hebrew is nafash, and it means just to take a breath, to take a breath, to breathe, right? It's not all that different than what we would say today in sports, if you played sports, and some of the coaches say, take a breather, take a breather, right? I used to hate that, Julio, take a breather. I don't want to, I want to keep going, I want to stay, the team needs me. No, the team needs you to be fresh. Take a breather. Exodus 31 that word refresh, it is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel, the Sabbath. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working. He was refreshed. He was refreshed. Took a breath. Nafash. This is of God. This is strong anthropomorphism, if we want to throw a big word around. like It's God taking a breath, taking a breather. Everywhere else it's only used of men, but here it says God was refreshed took a breather he took a breath god rested and there was pause on that sixth day it's a time to to breathe to reflect right and then of course it's no surprise that the the next thing he created was like the greatest invention of all time it's eve right but he took a breath before that work and so when we allow ourselves to take a breath to sabbath to 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 breathe we we allow god we allow God to come in. We, we, we breathe in God. We exhale our own busyness. And for a nation wandering in the desert, to stop would have meant no progress that day. No productivity that day in that journey. That's not what God was concerned about. Because it's so easy. I can't stop now. Are you kidding me? We're in the middle of the desert. But this is the backdrop, though. This is the tension. God is trying to drive in this rule for their life. To breathe. Don't forget to breathe. I know you have a lot to do. I know you have places to go. I know it's crazy. Please do not forget to breathe. It's a discipline to find rest, to have peace in that, in the midst of wandering the desert. 
have peace in the goodness of God while wandering in the desert, while wandering where your next meal is going to come from, while wondering where you're going to get uh, water from, right? While people are chasing you and want to kill you, have peace, take a breath, right? To appreciate the goodness of God, even in that situation. And how hard is it now sometimes to appreciate the goodness of God given the, the news media we're saturated in? Right? I, mean, I even look at some of the stuff happening in the world, and some of it's very sad, and some of it's just, you know, it's the news being the news, but you think of things like New Orleans, like, oh, the levee held, this is the headline, New Orleans, levee held, but will it next time? It's like, it's kind of good news, but wow, what about next time? Numbers are down, but expected to rise. Vaccine's successful, but can it stop Lamba? Right, that's just, just that's where we live. It's like, oh, things are good, oh, they're not good for long, they're gonna get bad. Right? I think in Ventura, right, our cases are down, but anxiety's up. Because, we're, because we're, we're kind of living in that. God says, hey, stop, breathe. Remember, God is good and the world is beautiful. Uh, that doesn't come across my news feed. Maybe it does on yours. News feed, God is good and the world is beautiful. What? You're crazy. Look at the world. God is still good. What he created is still beautiful. It's wonderful. Right? So when we stop and breathe and recognize that, oh my gosh, look what God did. Look what God's done in my life. Right, look, look at this, 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 these trees and the fresh air and the palm trees and the water and the kids that he's given me or the, or the job or the relationships. Look what God has created around me. It's good. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But he says, you got to stop to catch that because otherwise you're just going to be swept, swept down these kind of fast-moving currents. Stop. Breathe. Remember, God is good. And it's an act of trust, right? It's, it's an act that says, I'm going to put God at the center of my life, not me, just for a minute. I'm going to say, hey, God, you're good. You're wonderful. It's beautiful to me. I, I have so many things to thank you for. Just breathe. The world is good. It's wonderful. God is good. Right? You have to get into that rhythm. Trusting that if you take time off, what if I stop? Trusting that if you take time off, the pause, the world won't spin out of control. Well, yeah, you don't know about my world. If I stop, woo. All right, we'll try it. Let's see. Give it five minutes. Take a breath. I mean, I love, talked about this, I think, a couple weekends ago with their worship. I, I love the breathing apps that have come across on, on, on smartphones and watches. It just says, take a minute and just breathe. For a minute, just breathe. Concentrate on your breath. Breathe. And if you move, it's like, oh, it looks like you're moving. Want to do this later? Because it looks like you're distracted from breathing for 60 seconds. God said, take a breath. You will be refreshed. You will be refreshed. But how do we do that? <laughs> how do we do that? What do we, what do we do now? How do we manage our lives now? I have too much to do. I have work, soccer, family, school, chores. I mean, church, whatever. All these things sort of add up. And Jesus got us off the hook of being legalistic about the Sabbath. Right? So that's not what we're saying here today. There are still people who abide by that. We're off the hook of being legalistic. But he does encourage rest. Jesus encouraged rest. So the Sabbath was a gift. It's a gift for man. Right? We see Jesus often retreating from crowds to take a rest. He talks about giving rest to all who are weary. It's important to him. It's important for us. Right? And the thing in the modern era that's, that's just good for us to remember, our rest is in the finished work of Jesus. Our rest is in the grace that we have air to breathe, a God who loves us. Our rest is in the finished work of Jesus. And it's never to be eclipsed by the satisfaction of our own work, which is generally where we find 
try to find peace. If I just get it done, I'll feel better on the other side. Until there's something else to do. But our rest, our true breath, is in the grace of God. And so for you, for me, how we practice things, maybe it's a day, it's an evening, it's an afternoon, but it's creating some space. As if God said, hey, you have to do this. This is the rule. You need to create some space to do nothing, just breathe, reflect on good, good things. Oh God, I, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. No, this is a gift. That's why the language is so strong in Exodus. Hey, listen, it's like you guys are not skipping out on this. It's that important for me, to me. Because when they stop and they're not making progress in the desert and they're not looking for food, and they're not building something, they're trusting that God is going to take care of them the next day. But it's not all about them. I'm going to have our worship team come up. We'll close out in a few minutes. And there was a time, you know, you think about what your life, our lives now, and there was a time not long ago. Now, I remember this. Some of you are, will remember this. Some of you are too, maybe too young. But there was a time not that long ago that sun, Sundays lent themselves to, to rest, to Sabbath. Sunday was like a, a day of rest. Less things were open, right? The stores weren't open as, uh, as many. Stores were not open. Uh, there was no youth sports. I mean, I know some of you cannot imagine that now. But there was a day like they didn't infringe on Sundays. You just didn't have practice. You didn't have games. There was no youth sports. Right? There was no iPhones. There was no friends on Instagram to keep up with. But now we have all those things. So how do you take a moment to stop? How do you disconnect? How do you draw a line in your own life? Well, it's going to require you to start saying a few no's and start leaving a few things undone. And I think Sabbath for us, and this is something that's fun about the Lenten season if you participate, right? So I'm going, to, I'm going to stop something for a while. I think our own Sabbath can move a little bit because you just know in your own life, I need a break from that. And I need to breathe God in, right? Maybe that's not shopping. Maybe, maybe one day, we, and I'm not going to shop. Right? Maybe that's Sunday, right? Maybe whatever day that is for you. This is, again, this is, Jesus Jesus like, just figure out how to rest. He's like, I'm not going to tell you exactly how. Or maybe it's shutting down your computer. Or maybe it's saying no to that, like, third soccer team or whatever, right? It's, 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 maybe it's not fixing the fence that Amy asked me to fix. I mean, someone might ask you to fix. Right? Maybe it's just taking us a little break. I think a great place to start, and, and this is just kind of been going around, is, is like a, a tech Shabbat or a tech Sabbath. And I love this. This is just catching a lot of traction. But it's the idea of like putting down your phone for a day or a couple hours. Like putting down your tech for even a, a short amount of time. But I love the idea. Can you put it down from sundown on Friday to all the way through Saturday? Can I do that? Can I put down my tech for a day? Wow. I'm about to build up to that. But you know, when you have dinner with friends or family and there's no phones out, you realize how nice it is? It's just so nice. I think we realize that now. Like, it's like, I'm not going to leave my phone down. I'm not going to get my phone right now. I'm going to have dinner with these people for 40 minutes because it matters right now. Put your phone down. Right? And of course, of course, including watches right now, we're in the world of wearable tech, which we all think is so much better, like the ultimate dopamine drip, that little buzz on your wrist. I like, go, oh, I'm here now. I don't have to be on my phone. Oh, CNN. Oh, text. Oh, email. Oh, sports center. Oh, weather. Like, that's the same thing. Everyone can see you looking at your watch. I have an Apple Watch. I love it. But like, oh, I don't have, I don't have my phone out. Oh, it's the same thing. But how about you don't look at your phone or your watch for an hour? And I know technology for some of, some of us is not an issue. But I think for many it is. And so I'm landing on that one a little more so. You're going to have to find your own way. 
your own brick, your own places to breathe. Because it's less about what you don't do, and it's more about keeping sacred time. Say, no, this is my time just to be present. The people I love, with the God who loves me, with the world that was created for me. I know someone who, I know someone who says this to me, that God's less concerned with what you're doing than with who you are becoming. And a person who knows how to take a breath, to breathe in the goodness of God, the grace of God, to recognize the, the wonder of his creation is becoming in the right direction. So God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you've given us rest as a gift. Forgive us, Lord, for dismissing that too often. But I pray for those who they can't even begin to find a place to slow down. I thank you for grace, first of all, Lord, and Holy Spirit. Just, just whisper to us, where do we need to go? Where do I need to go this day? Where do I need to go this week? What decisions do I need to make? Where do I need to create space for you, God? Or for those who overwhelm and just riddle with anxiety because of so much that's happening, Lord. Holy Spirit, just, just whisper goodness. Whisper that creation story. Whisper light, stillness, beauty, wonder. That's who you are, God. We thank you for that. Help us to never lose sight of that. Thank you for loving us in your name. Amen.